0: Hello. <laughs>
1: Hello. We're together. We're not apart. Well, we're together. Together forever
0: in a in a wonderful land. We like to call Annika's house in Chandler. We Arizona. need to do a little
1: cheers here. Clean. And I don't think anyone would ever know that we would be together again.
0: No, it felt like we were gonna be permanently recording from different lands. Displaced of our lives, yeah. We're just permanently displaced. Imagine if this is what we could do every single week. Can you imagine?
1: Are you just telling me a dream?
0: It's a pipe dream. It's a yeah. Dream. It'll never happen. But you know, whatever.
1: I got her to like my my favorite uh Arizona
0: beer, and it's a Scottsdale blonde. I love a blonde ale. All blonde ales are the best, and that's why blondes are the best.
1: Blondes have more fun. Didn't you know? <laughs> Didn't you know? <laughs> Don't you know, bud? Oh my god, I fucking hate when people mm-hmm. say that shit. There's like it's the the Midwest. Don't my my um. Uh midwestern boyfriends right over there so be careful
0: does he think that don't you know more blonde. Fun? oh you oh no okay oh, i want i hated it when people say like blondes have more fun like oh well, no i've you... that now and i still have more fucking fun yeah you do we were hung over as balls this morning and oh, the only okay. one with life in their eyes was annika
1: because i shit shantai, shantai. <laughs> I sunshine on people. She
0: was crop dusting sunshine all over us, and we're like, "Can you stop?"
1: We, I just want to let you know, everybody, that we picked up like thirty-five dozens of donuts today.
0: How we picked up five hundred dollars worth of donuts? When does that ever happen to anybody else ever that you need to pick up that? I mean, if you're with
1: Annika, that shit fucking happens. (laughs) It's the only time it will happen. Yeah. We had my entire trunk full. We had- That's what, what she said. <laughs> <laughs> and then filled all the way to the brim in my backseat in the middle of two people. And they're like, wow, you have a squad. I'm Just like- Just so many donuts. You need in a goddamn squad when you're picking up $500 worth of donuts. Yeah.
0: It was actually a wild- Okay. So we knew I was coming and Annika was like, I don't have anything planned this whole weekend except for- One obligation. <laughs> I need to go pick up donuts and bring it to my coworker's wedding. And I was like, okay, whatever. It was like to pick up the donuts, it was like what, 30 minutes away? 45. 45. And then another 15 minutes to deliver the donuts. And we arrive and we go, hi, we're here for the big donut order. (laughs) The big order. (laughs) And they're like, okay. All of these ladies start marching out with,
1: it was like a train with like, five boxes like and you guys know that's like a dozen a box right and they, they're mar- marching out like all these like, women start marching out with like five boxes in their hand of donuts and we start loading them into
0: the vehicle they were better than Krispy Kreme because of course we took our tax and we had a couple that's bites of exactly
1: couple. we cracked a fucking box open and we ate some, <laughs> some maple bars
0: it was such good luck we picked the one box that had the maple bars in it oh and that's what I wanted I go Cool. I go pop that box open
1: because not even like don't even think about the donuts at this point. It was, <laughs> it was almost one o'clock. We were hungover as fuck. We were hungry as fuck, and we were literally like we were trying to go to brunch, but we had to go do these donuts because it was the one obligation that we had to get the done. one obligation. And. So we get there and we do it and we're so hungry and none of us are happy. Everybody's hungover. Nobody wanted to do the donuts and I'm up there like singing songs and dancing moves. Yeah. And we finally get there and we get the goddamn donuts. We drop them off and it's still a 35 minute drive. We made it to brunch. We got what our breakfast was cold, but we made it.
0: <laughs> I also don't think we explained ourselves very well. The reason we picked up $500 worth of donuts <laughs> is because yeah. her coworker was getting married and then instead of having a wedding cake, they had a donut wall, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. He loves both of donuts. Yeah. Shout out Brian, my coworker. Love him. He just got married. And the sweetest thing he ever said was, the day I met my fiance, my entire life changed. I said- Oh, Shiverly, Shiver, Shiverly, Shiverly, Shiverly isn't dead. Sure, you
0: still <laughs> said it wrong.
1: Shiverly, <laughs> Shriv- Shrivel, Shrivel isn't dead. Chivalry. And that's what I said. And I was like, I well, mean, goes, he goes. No, but I'm serious. I was like, wow, you know what, Brian? You're meant to be with this woman. No, precious. And I wasn't invited to the wedding, but I got to bring $500 worth of donuts to the goddamn wedding. I know,
0: that's where I was the most confused. I was like, wait, so it you're good enough cool. friends to bring him to run this errand for him, but you weren't good enough friends to be invited to the wedding. But then it all made sense. <laughs> you were getting paid to bring the donuts. I did make some dollars. Yeah, Do pretty it. much paid for our one- trip out today we didn't go very many places um during our trip here so far I mean we got in Zane and I got in yesterday we got in at like what like six o'clock let's just say <laughs> exactly 445
1: oh, yeah. no actually it was 435 you came in 10 minutes early yeah that was our bad our bad yeah geez don't do there
0: anything. was a fucking <laughs> medical emergency on the plane has that ever happened to you ever no that's scary though I've heard of it yeah it was wild
1: so no bean Sorry, my cat is we're we're filming at home with my cats and they're gonna eat the cords. You He's sniffing it cords. like mm, good.
0: <laughs> But we're on the plane and we just hear over the like it goes ding ding. Um, if there is a doctor or a nurse on board, uh we have a medical issue. Was there? Yeah, there oh. was this guy like two rows behind me. He like jumped up. He like leaped. He was like so excited that he finally had this opportunity. No, I'm just kidding. He probably was always dreading the possibility that, that I'm, was like, gonna I'm not happen. a nurse. I'm not a nurse. I'm not a nurse. Oh, I gotta save a life. Damn it. Yeah, exactly. And I guess the gal was having back pains because then he had to go back up the front of the plane where we were sitting and Does explain... this mean to get off the
1: plane early, he says.
0: Yeah. It ex- he was explaining what happened and he was like, so she said she was having lower back pain and then she threw up and I was like, thank God it was in the back of the plane because that would have made me nauseous. But Oh God. back there! Were you back there? No, it was in the very back oh. and Zane and I actually for once like paid for better seats because we were like, oh, we're gonna get in kind of late Friday night and we want to just be able to hop off the plane and like yeah, just continue goes. on. Yeah.
1: Annika yeah, shows up late.
0: Yeah. And then you showed up late to pick you us up but I was like,
1: huh. I, you want to know why it showed up late? So Nicole texted me. She goes, I landed. I said, I'm on my way. I go, it says 10 minutes, but I'll be there in seven. Because you know me, I'm in my bends. I'm just fucking flying. <laughs> but no, and then I go, but I had one stop to make. And if I didn't make that stop, I would have had a very disappointed best friend. I would have been livid. I pick up Nicole every time with a cold Coors cold. light. It has to be cold because I was going to pick it up earlier. And I go, I can't fucking pick it up early. It has to be on the way there because it's not going to be cold. Exactly. So, that cold course with those crispy, crispy blue mountains crispy. was sitting waiting for her to get there. And I said, these had to be here. And I said, I'm sorry I'm late, but I had to pick you up a 30-rack course. Because <laughs> if anybody knows Nicole, she's the course queen. Yes. And I had the 30 rack, I said, I'm sorry I'm late, but I got you a beer. Dude, that's what I should have been for Halloween
0: as a Coors Queen. Like, have a whole, like, Queen with a Queen. Like, leg. a Queen. Oh, what is it called? It a up. tiara crown? A queen crown. We fucked up. This is our first year. We it's don't not... do Halloween very well. We're we'll... not.
1: I'm dressing too. Dressing up and yeah.
0: hanging out. Here's and... my thing. I'm too broke to do Halloween. I'm like, know. To purchase a costume to wear for two hours one night. I'm like, I, that just has to be like spare money, like, laying I around. Have my, my, uh, what do they call it? Should we get dressed for the rest of the night and just go into the other room?
1: All no dressed idea. in, we come out with costumes. costumes I've got a, I've got like cat in a hat. I've
0: yeah, we should a, do a it. Cat, they won't, yeah. they won't see it coming. They It'll won't hot
1: awesome. deal.
0: Yeah, all the the fellas are in the front room and they're watching the fight between oh whoever Anderson Silva and Jake Paul. Yeah, who gives a fuck? <laughs> yeah.
1: and they're, we're they're betting money on who's gonna win. I don't know who's gonna win because I don't fucking care. Yeah. But I did get drunk for it. And here we are. We've been drinking all day. So, you know, we made it. At least we're recording.
0: I think we're surprisingly, um, what is it? What's it called? Yes, that. (laughs) But when you can also like enunciate, we're like able to enunciate our words. Like we're not slurring. Not illiterate. Yes. Also not illiterate. But I think that more means that you can read.
1: Illiterate as you can't read.
0: Yeah. But if you're not illiterate, it means that you can read. (laughs)
1: <laughs> cheers to that sister anyways the two beer queens are together mm-hmm, mm-hmm. my scotch blonde this will be my forever beer
0: we've been having a grand old time we've been creating content um, last night we stayed up way too fucking late way too late i we don't stay up that games
1: late. In, we sat by the fire and hung out mm-hmm. and
0: okay i had a lot of so here's the thing I'm one of the people that actually deserves to be in the window seat on a plane because I love looking out the window and just, like, thinking. And I like, look at all of, like, the different plots of land, and I'm just, like, looking at that. them pass by. It's so just all perfectly square. And I just am fascinated. It's, it's like a cat looking yeah. at, like, the birds outside of a Literally. window. Like, I cannot... I
1: That person has a pool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's a cool pool. I was like, and then I start like going on little tangents in my head where I'm like, I wonder what kind of life they live. I wonder like where they're going right now. What do you think they do for a job? Exactly. And so, anyways, I should always have the window seat because it really fulfills me. And but I like also think about all these other fucking crazy shit. And I just like was thinking on the plane. I was like, what if everyone jumped on the plane at the same time like people do on elevators? Do you think they're coming in like, but like one more? No, no, no. Like you jumps, like you go one, two, three, and everyone up oh. and jumps. I think the plane would go down. You think so? I don't know. Has anyone done I it I think it would be like a trampoline where you go,
1: <laughs> and then we like pump. And be like, like you go like, down but you'd be good you
0: like whoa like that was kind of sketch we probably shouldn't do that yeah, again Yeah, probably
1: never again I would be kind of scared but I think what would happen was you'd go down a sec and then like stay <laughs> you think
0: so what know, if it messed scary. up like
1: the I don't know but it's like you know it's very easy to do to jump on a plane yeah
0: I You should start telling all your neighbors. Everybody jump when I say three. (laughs) I wonder if I'm going to Google it one day. That's what we need Alex in here for. She was like, let me know if you need to Google anything. And then she left. And now we don't have anyone to Google anything. I know. Gosh. So
1: my two best friends met today and I love it. My best friend in Arizona, my best friend in Oregon met and they're like the same fucking human and I'm yeah. so happy.
0: Yeah, we are strikingly similar.
1: sit here while we did the pod and she goes, I'll be your Googler if we say, We don't know what, what that means or what would happen if this happened. She goes, I'll Google things. For and me. then she just left us. And she left because she she, she heard Taco us. Bell was being ordered. <laughs> Dude, Taco Bell takes
0: precedent, no doubt. We when, you know, when your
1: boyfriend makes money, sports betting, he orders everybody Taco Bell.
0: Okay. <laughs> I'm like, since we've been boozing a little bit, I'm just going to jump ship. I stole something today. <gasps> she did it. I, I was there. I'm curious. I would, it? <laughs> I'm curious yeah. if you guys think that this is as fucked up as like it feels. It's not. So, so I'm in the store. I have the same crew neck like sweatshirt that I'm wearing right now because of course I buy something and I instantly put it on and it's adorable. Desert drifter because she's a goddamn lifter. And then it says iconic Arizona spirit of the southwest. This brand is dope. They have the coolest shit. And then there's this little like Arizona store in downtown Chandler that we went into last time and we got our matching little anklets. Yeah that we hate. And she threw away because she hates me. Yeah, but Anika still has it in her car. Well, I don't keep things that don't serve me, okay? So I don't serve you? I couldn't use it. What's the point? It'd be different. I still That's am wearing saying. right now the bracelet you made me 10 years ago. That was probably 10 years ago. Yeah. So don't tell me I don't have sentiment. No cinnamon. No <laughs> cinnamon. I like cement. Cinnamon. What does that song say? It's like, like summer came sweet, like cinnamon, or is cinnamon so sweet. And I you're like, who said cement?
1: <laughs> god damn it anyways we went into a shop oh yeah
0: <laughs> and we went into a shop and we were like okay what's like we were just kind of chatting we were like we we're pretty loud we we're like yelling throughout the store
1: i was like i need to go home <laughs> that's what i said i said it's time for me to go home
0: yeah and then i think we kind of intimidated the cashiers a little bit because they were just trying to have a chill i think day. those were secret shoppers Secret shoppers.
1: Secret shop. Secret shop. Because they were looking at you walking out. What? I don't know. Maybe.
0: Were they? They're the ones that didn't ring up my shit. Well, on them. Bastards. Okay. So anyways, back to me stealing. (laughs) I went to the store. I walked around, found this crew neck, and then I also grabbed an ornament because I'm trying to do something cute where I actually pick up ornaments at places that mean something to me. So Chandler, Arizona means something to me. Ah. And I was... And then I also grabbed a pair of sunglasses that are pretty fucking cool. Where are they? There they are. I'll put them on.
1: Oh, please. The queen will arrive soon
0: as she comes. Oh, the queen is here. Okay. So then I picked up these sunglasses and I was like um I put it all onto the counter to purchase everything as one it was I knew it was gonna be like a 100 bucks because this the hoodie was like 60 the sunglasses were 20 and then the ornament was 10 and then I'm not paying attention and then she goes okay so that'll be 64 dollars and something cents I am like okay and then I realized she's just folding the the crew neck and putting it in a bag but the other things, the sunglasses and the ornament are still on the counter. Oh. And then I pay. And then I pick up the ornament in the crew neck. And oh. I, put it in, I put it in and I take it. And then I'm just like, I'm confused. She walks Did out. I just steal? But like, I also just put it on the counter. So like, how did, did I steal? I want to know your guys' opinion. She immediately walks out. She goes, we need to leave. Yeah. <laughs> she had like things in her hand. She goes
1: we need to leave i think i just stole something
0: i think the problem is i didn't correct her i think that's where my moral obligation was supposed to come into play was not happy with her but i was like fuck it well it's because he always buys me a bunch of shit and then i always get away with like not paying for anything anywhere and he hates it we have a by the way we have a guest that just walked in the room
1: alex please come say hi hi I am a Disorderly Podcast number one fan. Yeah. This is our number one fan. I don't know if you can hear her over the way all the way over there. This is our number one fan. She listens to us every week. I love it. Say say what what is your favorite thing about the disorderly yeah, podcast? Yeah, This is important.
2: Well, some of my favorite things about the disorderly podcast is how often things that I've already talked to Annika about come up and I get to reference them. Or she'll say, My friend Alex, or she'll talk about my dog or my baby, and I just feel like I'm basically part of it you so. are part of it <laughs> it's the best we love disorderly podcasts. Yeah.
1: <laughs> see that's what it is it's like you gotta have good faithful friends and that oh. is my friend alex i talk about all the time yeah she listens religiously and now my two <laughs> friends are meeting like the same vegan vegetarian women
0: <laughs> yeah her and i just met today and we you know i'm like oh my gosh i feel like i already met you and she's like i know same she's like i, I hear your voice an hour a week every week and i'm like that's fucking awesome <laughs> that's kind of weird but i love it no i love it, it is up, like, that
1: is a crazy yeah, yeah that's is. the
0: point of the podcast
1: <laughs> we want everybody to listen to us that's why we're fucking here yeah
0: Well, speaking of which, while we're on the subject we want to hold people accountable oh shit we, you're you- supposed to support us and you're supposed to like, comment, share, subscribe. And even if you listen Follow. and put it on yeah. mute, which we're not saying to do, but if you do, that's do better it. than nothing. And yeah. also one last thing. I had a last thing. Well,
1: you got
0: to like, share to your <laughs> friends. Tell your friends to fucking listen to us. Oh, that was the last thing. You're supposed to tell people to listen to us. <laughs> like my friends, they started a podcast listen to it like just listen to one episode see if you like it and if and you don't just keep listening no if you do we don't care how <laughs> you yeah. keep listening
1: just keep like playing it yeah you know.
0: so you yada, yada, yada. you are holding you accountable do you <laughs> know we're aggressive yeah uncle sam style we want you to listen to our podcast cheers to that. <laughs> Oh, oh boy! Plink. So after her, she goes clink, yeah, we clink. please. After some light bullying, we'll get back into some kindness.
1: Oh, are we okay? Yeah, I don't
0: like. Let's that. all practice
1: gratitude for a second. All right, we'll be nice. What? Why, mom?
0: Um, so I <laughs> try to listen to gratitude meditations on my Calm app, and oh. they're really helpful actually because I get into really like negative spirals, like when I. I was coming. My flight was on Friday and I woke up in the morning and I slept too hot. That was strike number one for me. Strike number two. What did I do? I Well, well
1: first of all, let me tell you what she <laughs> texts me. I'm like, I'm so excited. I wake up Friday morning and I'm so excited. I had a green night's sleep. My bestie's coming in town. I go, I'm so excited. Like, oh my God, I'm so excited. She goes, I'm so excited to see you. Like, but I'm really pissed off for stupid reasons right now. She sends me a list, and then here we go. Strike number one was
0: the room was too hot that I slept in. Yeah, room was too hot. And then strike number two, I didn't have my usual shampoo, conditioner, and face wash. Because who the fuck wants to deal with that shit? Yeah, yeah, that was. I back you up on that. That
1: starts your day off terrible. Yeah, you gotta wash your hair. What are you gonna do? Head and shoulders. I mean,
0: three in one. There are just so many things I have issues with that if it's not my regular thing, I get pissed off. I loved it. I was like, I fucking... I washed my hair, and I didn't have a hair dryer, and I didn't want my hair to be wet. That was She was in Oregon. She was in Oregon. It was was fucking freezing cold.
1: Cold. Not even in Oregon. She was
0: in Southern Oregon, so it was fucking freezing. Strike number four. I used a shitty razor and gave myself razor burn on my legs, and then Zayn is walking on eggshells because of it.
1: She gave herself razor burn and she's coming to arizona where it's hot and she had to wear
0: it and shorts. i had to wear shorts and i knew that i was gonna have razor burn i never get razor burn because i use the same products all the time and that never happens to me so uh, that's why i was in the worst fucking mood like she i was like of it When I'm in a worst, like the worst mood ever, I get in like brooding silence where like I just won't speak to anyone, which I think is better than like taking your anger out on everyone, but like still, it's not the best. I was mad at her. I said, Get out of it. I literally
1: (laughs) go, Snap out of it. You see me today. (laughs) Because you're right. You're right. You're right. I know. Like, all right, you got about seven hours until I see you. So you have seven hours. to Get the fuck
0: over your razor burn and see me later. So that's when the gratitude check came into play. I like. I had to remember to be. It's all about perspective, baby. You have it's to all like, about perspective. You have to be like, okay, well, on the on the minus side, I have like my shower problems, but on the plus side, I am so blessed to be taking a flight. I'm unemployed. on <laughs> hey, money. Oh, she's officially
1: unemployed motherfuckers.
0: I'm fun employed that's my favorite thing to be in this world is fun employed last
1: time I hung out with Nicole I goddamn quit my job two days later so yeah this is know. a pattern <laughs> I might just fuck around and quit my job right who
0: knows <laughs> who knows we might both be fun employed soon enough But yeah, so anyways, I I had to practice gratitude and be like, what am I thankful for? And then it did really drastically improve my mood, unfortunately, because I hate one of those. I I love brooding in my misery. I love it. Everyone does. And if you say you don't, you're lying. Are you trying to call your cats?
1: Yeah, Yeah, we have Odie and Nemo, and they're fucking here, and they're in the thick of it, and they are living large. Into the thick of it. Into the thick of it. Into the thick of it. And they love
0: nicole because they want to play with nicole because she has all the chords i do i kept fucking around with all the chords because we have like a million trying to figure out how to get two mics to work at the same time plot twist we couldn't
1: (laughs) that's why we're here we have no idea if this is even gonna work if you're gonna even be able to hear us
0: yeah actually we were supposed to test it first but we didn't so fuck it i mean hopefully it's okay so i guess i could have done like a little (laughs) audio track audio yeah we're good
1: you up? <laughs> Adios! Adios! we that. have We have the largest amount of Taco Bell coming our way right now.
0: 70
1: Guaranteed. $70, $70 worth of Taco Bell
0: coming to our house. Oh we get $500 of donuts. We get $70 of Taco Bell. Who are we trying to feed? Just us, just yeah.
1: us, uh, just us, friends. Blood for the homeless shelter. <laughs> yeah, blood for the homeless shelter. But Only we don't shelter. feed the homeless shelter. We just feed us.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're a...
1: just us, fucking drunk people.
0: It's all a ploy to get us more food.
1: So we're happy we see you guys and listen to us and fuck around and Nemo. Is this, this like, like he's like gonna attack?
0: Yeah, is yeah. this expressing gratitude? anyway it's on to the book no page. i just
1: i sat there and i was thinking about what i wanted to say and i was like i wanted to think about something to say about nemo and then nemo was staring at me like he was gonna hunt me like a
0: little tiger mm-hmm. did you see that walk that he just did towards us it was pretty it was like stockish yeah
1: like he was gonna pounce on us at any minute he goes you really is i can eat and he, he
0: leaves if he gets those claws out he doesn't have any control yeah. of retracting them it's like with baby rattlesnakes how they hey. can't control how much venom they nope. put into your bloodstream. That's how scorpions
1: so scorpions are here. Oh, fuck. I forgot about scorpions. Yeah, welcome to the goddamn desert. Yeah,
0: I forgot that there's stuff like that. Because I, like, think about how there's yeah, not there's bears. Just... There's not bears. Okay.
1: <laughs> but there's actually not <laughs> bears. Yeah. Did you know there's no bears? I didn't know that was a not thing. Yet, huh? Yeah, tell me about Arizona. I don't know about Arizona, Alex. You talk about Arizona. So if you ever come to Bar- to
2: Arizona and Bear- you Bear- and you go to the northern parts of Arizona, there's a place called Arizona.
1: Can...
2: Yeah, it's okay. super cool. Educate so, us. okay, first of all, the reason you might pass by this is because maybe you're going to visit the Grand Canyon, or oh, you're going Canada. to visit the what's that circle that's in Utah? Oh, Horseshoe Bend. Oh, Horseshoe Bend. Oh, Horseshoe Bend. Super yeah. cool, or one of those um the red rocks i can't believe i'm blanking so bad in this right now it's hard you know when you go down it's in the very bottom of utah you go down in the it's very popular
0: oh, she would
2: we will circle back anyways
1: <laughs> that's you you're supposed to google i will is- oh yeah i'm jamie <laughs> you're, you're jamie our googler
2: oh it's i creepy. will look this up it's very popular jamie's from Joe rogan podcast <laughs> <laughs> he's joe rogan's guy I
1: that know, looks I up drink, everything
0: I, I heard you say this that day 20 day. times and i just couldn't figure out what you were talking yeah. about But I knew- <laughs> I
1: knew he's it the was
0: guy that googles everything
1: okay anyway so um
2: antelope canyon that's antelope. what it's called uh, oh. Oh. you just need your brain to reset
0: yeah exactly
2: um anyways oh Barrizona. it's up there so so I what you do all is
0: disorderly. We all have
2: ADHD. <laughs> it's just life. I think there's too much going on. All so there. if you go to Northern Arizona, Bears, you can just drive through it. It's like a zoo that you drive through. And at the end you can get out and like interact. But the part that you drive through, you and see
1: like
2: bears, um, not really, but other animals, but the part that you drive through, you see bears.
1: Wait, what other animals?
2: Uh, I don't remember. It's been a minute, but um, it's cool. Bear Arizona. Yeah. It's really sick. You will not forget
0: it. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. So you oh, get, shit! You get a sit, You should just stay here. Okay. You're, you're fully involved. Um, <laughs> you're this, in the disorderly podcast now. Yeah, we oh now God. have a feature. Our first guest on the pod. is Alex. Alex. Why don't you introduce yourself, Alex? Say like hello. Oops. Okay, Oops. hey, I've been talking to you guys for a
2: little while. Um, yeah, I'm one of Annika's good friends. We worked together at a the mortgage company that she used to work at. I'm actually like the loan survivor. Ha, huh, that's funny. Loan, loan. Oh, I'm a lone survivor. Everyone quit. That, that our, <laughs> we're friends with, so yeah, I'm the only quit. one that still works there. But. I'm lucky enough to live in the same town as Annika and not a lot of people live down here in Chandler. No, not in the dirty,
1: dirty south.
2: <laughs> I think, honestly, if I'm telling the truth, Annika and Drew made us move to Chandler. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Annika is not in sales, but she's the best salesperson I've no ever met.
1: To- no. Literally. Never. don't take no for an answer. I've never.
0: never heard better descriptors for her as being, like, a salesman that's not a salesman. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and that's her. She I just go, sells out
0: of her heart. She's
1: like, <laughs> I'm looking for houses. It's true. And and it's... I'm like, well, have you looked in Chandler and Gilbert? And all of a sudden, she's like, oh, no and i'm like well look in chandler and gilbert
2: that night, like, we i like buy a house on the way home yeah that we liked because <laughs> of you
1: I mean, exactly and then there was a pedophile that lived next door yeah. had and had a kid so she goes probably shouldn't live like to
2: pedophile, dude <laughs> if anyone out there is looking to buy a home and they think they hate hoa they should maybe rethink it because at least if you have an hoa your neighbor can't feed cats that are just feral running also around. if you need
1: oh. mortgage or you need anything <laughs> What, yeah at? uh your
2: it's address. underscore alex s-a-l-o-m-o-n-s it's salomon it's you
0: had a just, great voice I just, I just, has is. anyone told you that before yeah, this week this
2: minute. week my boss answered the phone and goes you have a very trusting voice
0: <laughs> i trust you with my life <laughs> Oh my god! yeah really fast best friends that's I mean, true that's true we, we are mean, a long I mean, time coming besties
1: i like met these i mean i've known nicole for forever and she's been my forever bestie and then i met Alex my new bestie and I go my forever bestie and my new bestie are gonna love each other for sure yeah no I... don't eat me, obviously <laughs> yeah we have a vegan and a pescatarian no we have a vegetarian vegan? and a no. pescatarian
0: yeah. I am a vegetarian and a pescatarian yeah, and a pescatarian vegan's really hot. we're friends to the yeah, to the planet true.
1: I will I will tell you a story right now about living with Nicole she used to be vegan back in the day and then one day she comes home and she goes I don't want to be vegan anymore I want to eat
0: cheese It's always when I'm hungover. Yeah, she goes.
1: I love cheese, and I'm no longer vegan.
0: I'm like, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of. Okay, here's what I got to the point of where I was sick of. Like, if I did want melted cheese on top of like dough and red tomato sauce, aka pizza, pizza. I wanted to be able to do so without being people being like, "Oh my god, but you're vegan. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, but you're but aren't you vegan?" And I was just so fucking sick of that. I was like, you know what? I'm now vegetarian again. And I'm pretty much going to be vegan still, but, like, now whenever I eat pizza, no one's going to fucking shit all over me like a fucking bird tree over a parking garage. Yeah. And,
1: like, you're like, I love cheese. Cheese is mm-hmm. cheese. is cheese.
0: Interestingly enough, I don't love cheese, but when mm-hmm. I want it, I fucking want it.
1: And should I fucking turn vegan thinking about these fat like
0: the chickens? factory farming. Yeah, factory Fat farming is an issue. Calling over? Olive. Yeah, dude. We, we are a wellness issue. Yeah, we are a wellness podcast and all the hormones being pumped you into guys- these animals. Are you getting another drink? I'm going to
1: get you guys drink.
0: Can you please? <laughs> right. You guys
1: talk about veganism?
0: Yeah, we'll talk about factory farming and yeah. veganism. Yeah. Like if you were interested in becoming maybe vegetarian, maybe pescatarian, maybe vegan, I think like Learning more about where the meat you eat comes from will help guide you Mm -hmm. in that direction.
2: And I think it's really important to think about not only meat, because ever since I became pescatarian, I started thinking about all food and where it comes from. It's like our vegetables and stuff like that, too. Like, it's, I shop at, you know, maybe one grocery store versus like a Sprouts or Whole Foods where it's more expensive. And you just look at the vegetables and you're like,
0: yeah, why are they different looking? Like, that's kind of creepy. Color, like, so much of it. I love life. Okay. oh my god love thank I you
1: i just get
0: back with drinks everybody <laughs> but it is crazy like
2: my babysitter was over and she was asking me like oh she- you went to sprouts it's so expensive and i said i agree julie but like look at this pepper versus this pepper. yeah it's like, crazy is that? Like, what's
0: the difference about the peppers they're the- like
2: literally the quality is just different the more the money-
0: colors the nutrients yeah. like there's just and then the taste the flavor too like you'll mm-hmm. notice that pretty directly and yeah. so It's kind of interesting. Um, But as far as actual
2: meat goes, which is kind of what we (laughs) were talking about. Yeah. um, Just, I think, like, thinking about how you value yourself and, like, what you're putting in yourself will really help deter you from...
0: You are what you fucking eat. Do you want to eat this thing that's, like, literally injected with hormones, steroids, like. And lives this close to another being in their their whole life. Like, these little chicken legs would stop working because they can't use them. They can't move to, like, the feeding area. Oh, my God. It makes me so nuts. I
2: actually stopped eating meat because of, partly because of a podcast.
0: Really weirdly,
2: yeah. I was listening, and it wasn't even like a influential vegetarian podcast. It was a guy on a podcast just talking about it for five minutes, but my brain just apparently wanted to be pescatarian because what I took from that was I should be it. Yeah, yeah. I was also living with a girl who was pescatarian, so that
1: helps a lot. Too. Yeah, like, what do you think is different from like being vegetarian to pescatarian? Um,
2: it's easier to be a pescatarian, it's like lazy yeah. vegetarian, yeah. honestly. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, for myself, I tell myself that fish, like, don't have brains the same, and they're not, like, treated as bad, but it's that's true. probably not really Well, they're not really, true. I think, do
1: you think they're raised the same, though, like, um, um, I just think
2: their brains are, like, like, very small, and they don't have feelings the way that most yeah. other animals do, so therefore they don't, like, take in, maybe, like, the factory farming as bad, but, yeah. I mean, I don't know, I'm not a scientist, that's just what I tell myself to yeah. myself.
1: I mean, it makes sense.
0: No, I agree with you. There is a difference between eating a chicken versus eating a fish, like, there is just, I don't know. It's almost like if the chicken got half of its brain removed and then you killed the chicken. It's just like, it's different. We don't know how, we don't know why, but it's just different. It's just something I feel, you know? <laughs> well, and I feel
1: like, I you mean, know, I don't know, maybe too, in the factory farming, do they do that to fish? They factory farm.
0: Oh, yeah. They like make them impregnate.
2: Hatcheries.
0: And, yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And it's not great. But then also, there's just the problem of overfishing. Now we're getting into it. Now we're an environmental podcast. <laughs> yeah. um, Moving on. <laughs> yeah. So there's overfishing problems, and then it ruins the whole fucking ecosystem within like the oceans and everything. And then, like, you know, when you take one thing out of the food chain, then the thing above it and below it, like, there's a gap and then it fucks mm-hmm. everything up. Like, say that the bee the eater here is being attacked. <laughs>
1: And uh, I would say this. Honestly, I would say I should message. not do, but I do let myself sink. But I swear, honestly, blanket message. If
2: everyone could just eat like one less meat meal a day, the world would be a better place. Like I don't want honestly, everyone to be yeah. vegetarian. That's totally burn, fine. In burn. fact, I actually like like meat. Like if I don't it know. tastes good, yeah, it tastes great, and it probably makes me feel okay too. But I would just say that. It- Everyone just ate meat, like one meat meal a day or even two, because most people eat meat for every meal. Mm-hmm. It would just, it would change the world. So
1: I do joke about it, but We're literally to say, don't be a yeah. Yeah. so Yeah. <laughs> if not, carry on next <laughs> podcast, <laughs> let's cut out one meal. A day <laughs> that. I, I will do that for you. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Cheers. Cheers, cheers to everybody. That. I almost
0: cheers with the mic. Thank microphone. you, Alex,
1: for coming to visit us. And I love you guys. We're so happy to have our first in episode. Oh, like yeah. in-person episode mm-hmm. yeah. and luckily our friend alex was here so awesome. and we love you and follow like everything
0: and now going into
1: the,
0: the book, book of the week, week. are your guys' ears okay we're gonna yeah. go into the alex book of the, the
1: week circles because she loves the book of the week
0: <laughs> we love to learn do, 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 do. this is a transition Okay, so time to get into the book of the week. Uh, We're doing a little bit different this week where Annika isn't joining us for the book of the week, but that's okay. She's here in spirit because I have my cores in hand. Um, She just had to do something. So the book of the week this week is called The Happiness Advantage by Sean Aker, which is basically about maintaining happiness in life, but also in the workplace, and in turn, living out much more productive, fulfilling days, no matter what type of work you do. You don't have to be a doctor, folks. It's burned into our brains that if we are successful, then we will be happy and never the other way around. What Sean Aker finds is that success actually truly does follow happiness. He grew up in Waco, Texas, and on a whim decided to apply to Harvard. To his surprise, he got in. Um, He does his studies, yada yada, but was always intrigued by how his peers saw education as a chore. Yet when he did some volunteering at other places in the world, people saw it as a privilege and were stoked to be given the opportunity to learn. He then began his studies focusing on the students at Harvard, but mostly the outliers. After many of studies, he found seven principles that have proven time and time again to bring you happiness into the workplace and in turn, all other areas of your life. So we'll start with principle number one, which is the happiness advantage. Uh, This principle dives into how many companies and leaders believe incorrectly that first comes success, then comes happiness. On the contrary, happiness leads to success in damn near every category of our lives. How do we know this? Scientists and psychologists studied a bunch of different uh, groups and individuals over long periods of time and found in a fuck ton of different areas that people who are happier and more successful, more creative, more innovative, and the list goes on. This is why you see in big companies such as Google, they have things like on site, like nap pods or ping pong tables or video games, massage therapists, and a ton of other crazy shit that I wish I had in all my jobs. Um, I think that's also why a lot of companies allow you to bring your dogs to work, which I love seeing when people post it on their Snapchats or whatever it might be. Yes, I still use Snapchat. Uh, People tend to think that happiness is hereditary, but we really do have much more control over happiness than people think. While we might have a built-in baseline for happiness that's higher or lowers from others just naturally, our, with conscious effort, we're able to raise that baseline permanently so that even when we're riding roller coasters of emotions, our low isn't as low as it could have been, say, a year ago. Uh, now everyone finds different things enjoyable, so this won't apply to all, but some recommendations for happiness boosters are meditating, finding something to look forward to, like you know, purchasing tickets for a concert or a flight um committing intentional acts of kindness not just looking back on the day and being like oh I guess that was nice of me no like you purposefully pay for someone's toll booth or toll whatever it's called when you go across a bridge and you pay their toll like pay that person's behind you you're like ah that's nice of me that's intentional um infusing positivity into your surroundings exercising spending money on experiences not things and practicing something that is a signature strength for yourself, an example, something you're good at. If you don't know what your signature strength is, you can actually take a fun little survey at www.viasurvey.org to find out. And that's vias and victor. Um, if you do exercise these practices, you not only improve your own life, but you can improve the lives of those around who surround you too. It's freaking contagious. So, on to principle number two it's called the fulcrum and the lever. This principle is all about changing your mindset. Use your brain to change the way you process the world. You have to stop being like, well, all these bad things keep happening to me. Instead, view things as simply happening and consciously choose how you will react to those things. The fulcrum and the lever, which sounds like different language jargon to me, um, actually refers to an analogy the author uses where Two boys are on a seesaw, and one much heavier than the other. So the smaller boy can't seesaw the bigger boy up until they change the fulcrum, the center point, towards the center, and then the little boy can use the seesaw as like a lever and launch the bigger boy into the sky. Well, okay, it doesn't actually launch him into the sky, but it does work like that. It's not the weight of the world that determines what we can accomplish. It's our fulcrum and our lever. Do you see how you can use this metaphor for your own life? by just changing your fulcrum? Yes? Okay, good. You see this occur in the workplace daily, like if you're about to go into a meeting or you're about to start a task that doesn't sound fun, if you decide the first three minutes that you don't wanna be there and that's gonna be shitty, then you're going to feel like the next three hours are for, or however long it was, is like a huge waste of time. Shift your perspective, challenge yourself to learn three new things in that meeting it can even be something like this is what my boss did well with public speaking or that she sucked at you just need to change your language when talking about the tasks instead of saying i have to finish this project so it looks like i did something today think more about the value coming from that project it could be something large or it could be something like dude i fucking killed it with my color coordinating on that spreadsheet it's so pretty now this concept is also true with leisure if you're like me and you have a hard time chilling out when you get home because you feel like you should be doing some, something productive. That's at least how I view it. If you view like leisure as a waste of time, it simply will be. If you view it as recharging your battery so you can kick ass tomorrow, then it will be that instead. There are three types of people when it comes to work. People who see their work as jobs, people who see their work as careers, and people who see their work as their calling. The people who see their work as their calling are the happiest, plain and simple. To shift your view and stop seeing your job as a job, ask yourself what meaning and potential is in the work that you currently do, whether it's big or small. You don't need to quit your job to find meaning within your, within your life and within your job. Contrary to what we keep telling you to do, quit your job. Let me take a step of my cores here. Okay, principle three, the Tetris effect. Okay, so there was a there was a study done. There was once again another study done. How many studies have have been done? A lot. Okay, so there was a study done on college students who were paid to play tetris for a few days after crazy shit happened for the next like three days following maybe longer like they would dream of shapes falling from the sky buildings they looked at looked like tetris pieces they started seeing tetris everywhere for days after they stopped playing the significance this showed was that our jobs are very much the same as if we played Tetris every day. People with professions like lawyers and tax auditors uh, are literally trained to see the faults, flaws and negatives in everything. In turn, they bring it home with them and are criticizing or critiquing their partners and family. Likewise, athletes can't stop being competitive as fuck, even when it's like a friendly drinking game with their friends or also in a not so negative way. You know, when you're thinking about buying a new car, so you're like looking into, let's say, Toyota Forerunners. then all of a sudden when you're driving around town, you see so fucking many Toyota Forerunners, and you're, it's like it's not that there's actually more. Your brain just became trained to notice them. Uh, Scanning the world every day for negatives cuts our creativity, raises stress, lowers motivation. Fortunately, we can retrain our brains to see the good in life again. We can train our brains as the Tetris effect goes to see the positive in daily situations. One way to do so is by practicing gratitude. Start making a list of good things in your daily life, uh, your day, your job get into routine of it as you're sipping your coffee every day when you sit down at your desk to work before you start going on to work tasks just jot down like three things making yourself do that forces your brain to scan the last 24 hour for positives if you're embarrassed someone's gonna see like you know writing down like i'm thankful for my mommy um just jot it down and shred it then you gotta use the shredder and everyone loves using the shredder at work it's a win-win okay another sip of course principle number four Falling up. Okay, so just like you have, okay, so just like you can have PTSD, you can also have post-traumatic growth. Like when people go through something crazy medically, they get through it and become a superhuman health and wellness spirituality guru. People that do this are able to achieve great things because of how they perceive the cards they were dealt. It's not saying everything that happens as a good thing, but instead making the best of the things that do happen in our lives. I mean, we all know those stories about people like Markle Jordan being cut from his high school basketball team or Walt Disney being fired from the newspaper job for not being creative enough. Can you imagine if they were just like, yeah, I suck. Never mind. I'm done. No, you can use these hardships to catapult to launch you into something great. I mean, I'm no hero, but I personally just had three extremely shitty things hit me one right after the other yesterday, and I felt absolutely defeated. I'm not even kidding. I left one shitty appointment, opened a shitty text, and then got a f- shitty phone call. None of them related to the to the other, but they were all in like one minute intervals, all right after the other. I felt sorry for myself. I cried for hours. I felt hopeless. And you know what? That happens. It happens to literally everybody. It's how you get back up on your feet that says everything. This morning I woke up not feeling any different, might I add, and I showed up for myself. I went to the gym, I took my dog on a walk, I finished a project I'd been working on for like a week, and here I am recording this podcast. When shit happens, and it will, you cannot see it as defeat. You have to use that downward momentum to propel yourself in the opposite direction. That is how great success is achieved. Principle five, the Zorro circle. Okay, we all know the movie Zorro. That one guy teaches Zorro to be a badass. He like draws a circle in the dirt and says like, okay, stay in the circle and fight here first. Just like Zorro, you have to learn to fight only within your small circle. And then once you master that, you can go from Zorro the ordinary dude to Zorro the legend. In our daily lives, if we believe we have control over things, let's say like in our workplace, we are known to be happier and more motivated than in turn better at our jobs. It actually doesn't even have to be how much we control, it's just how much that we feel like we control. The most successful people all around are those who have what psychologists call an internal locus of control, aka the belief that their actions have a direct effect on their outcomes. So to contrast, people who have an external locus are way more likely to see daily events as things that happen entirely out of their control. This feeling of control often flies out the window when we arrive at work and see our overwhelming to-do lists. We see flooded inboxes or stacked piles of paper on our desk. To handle this, you might want to like let your frustration out first, sure. Angry text your mom or vent to a coworker. Or do what you gotta do. But then you have to switch your brain from emotional response to problem-solving response. If it helps, literally envision a light switch on your brain and flip it. If something seems like, they're, like it's going to be a never-ending task then a helpful tip is to give yourself a time limit on it. Let's say you have 500 emails to get to. Set a timer for one hour, work on it for that hour, and then switch to a different task and do the same thing the next day. You will eventually have it handled and your zero circle will be mastered and you'll be able to move on to bigger things. Cannot stress this enough, completing small manageable tasks becomes huge successes. Principle six, and by the way, there's seven. There's seven principles, so we're on six. Principle six is the 22nd rule. If any of you have read the atomic habits, great read by the way, you already know that humans are merely creatures of habit. We create habits through frequent practice to the point where we don't even have to think about them anymore, we just mindlessly do them. Think about waking up and reaching for your glass of water to down, you know, get that early morning hydration or, you know, you're half asleep and you go straight to the bathroom and brush your teeth. These are your habits. You don't spend any brain energy doing these things anymore, but what you once did. Uh, Neuroplasticity is our brain's ability to change and grow. We can keep teaching ourselves to do new things way long after our bodies are fully developed thanks to this. It's literally never too late. Isn't that cool? When we're trying to form new healthy habits, we are fully capable of doing so, but most people often fail a week in and maybe think their brains can't form this new habit. Think of your New Year's resolutions, for example. Fucking New Year's resolutions. The reason we don't stick to them is, uh, is not because we can't, it's because we rely far too much on willpower and self-restraint to try to achieve these goals. But those things become exhausted within us, just like running out of gas. We only have a certain amount to expend before we're empty. The reason we give up our new workout or diet routine so easily or why we're always getting distracted at work is because of the 20 second rule if distractions or unhealthy foods are too accessible we will consume them it's just what's going to happen if our gym clothes are stuffed into the backs of our closets or our veggies need to be chopped up before we can eat them for a snack we simply go never mind and then maybe we reach we reach for those bag of chips instead or we click on the the tv you know What you need to do is get everything that you don't want to be a regular part of your daily routine 20 seconds or more out of reach and get the things that you want to include in your life more regularly 20 seconds closer to you. If you check your email way too much at work instead of getting shit done, take it off your desktop, put it into a folder and then maybe another folder and or even do like undo the automatic login. And maybe do all of those things. If you want to start playing the guitar, take your guitar out of your guest room and place it into the room where you spend your most time. If you want to start working out, sleep in your gym clothes like Sean Anchor. Um, That's what he did. But maybe just place them in a pile right next to your bed every night before you go to sleep. That 20-second difference of the convenience can make all the difference. So, like, when you wake up, you're just like, oh, I have to get ready. I don't know what I'm going to do at the gym. Well, guess what? Your clothes are right there. You slip them on. You're still half asleep. And if you don't know what you're going to do at the gym, uh, download that app. I was just talking about like two episodes ago. It was the sweat app. Um, You just show up and it tells you what to do. It's so simple and fun. Okay. Last principle, principle number seven is the social investment. This might be the most important principle of them all. You need people you really do. You need social circles to thrive and feel purpose, those brief interactions in the hallways that you always try to avoid are actually crucial to your sense of community and your sense of belonging within that job. Unfortunately, we're when we're in time crunches or feeling stressed by our workloads, our social gatherings are usually the first to go. And I'm going to keep this one nice and short, this principle, because you guessed it, studies have been studies have shown. Many studies that people in competitive schools who utilize study groups and places of employment who encourage chit chatting and break room lingering with, um, with each other shown so much more success and happiness and in turn more productivity, uh, more fulfillment in your, in your job and your workplace than those who isolate themselves. I won't go into all the examples given in this book, but just trust me. You need your people, so the next time you're feeling stressed out or overwhelmed by your workload, reach out to a buddy, either just a chat or grab a quick beer. You'll be stoked by how much it helps you and by how much more you're able to get done afterward. And that is a wrap of... The Happiness Advantage. Um, I personally love this book because not only did I listen to it on audio, it's actually a book that my college or my um, high school girlfriends like gifted to me as a college uh, graduation gift and they just knew that I was going to be unhappy in any job I was going to take, which is actually kind of hilarious. Shows they know me, right? Um, But yeah, they gifted it to me and it's been on my bookcase for since I graduated so since 2018 I'm always like I'm gonna read that one day I'm gonna read that one day and then it showed up on my Libby app which is the city library you can like borrow audiobooks and I was like oh this might be perfect it'll be like just the kicker I need to actually start reading this book so I was like listening to it along while I was reading it it was fucking fun I enjoyed it Um, but yeah, so this one had a, had a special place in my heart and I loved it. And if you're feeling a little bit lost at work or like maybe not motivated or not feeling fulfilled, give this a read. It's a very, it's a very good, easy, not super science-y read. And anyways, I hope you enjoyed this week's pod. Um, sorry it came out a little late today. It's still out on Thursday, but Uh, Fun fact, we usually drop the pod at 4.20 a.m. every Thursday, but today we're dropping it at 4.20 p.m. Life just gets crazy sometimes. So hope you forgive us, and I hope you enjoyed the the first ever episode that we recorded in the same room together, other than the book of the week. Um, We had a blast. I'm so glad you guys are here to listen, and can't wait to see you next Thursday. Don't forget to like, subscribe, um, all the things that we're holding you accountable for. Tell your friends, hey, my friends started this dope wellness podcast, and you should totally give it a listen. Uh, We love you. We'll see you next week. Bye.